What's up, everybody? I'm Andy Alessio, and welcome to the latest edition of the Back to Back Hip Hop Podcast. On Skype with me is producer and rapper Heel. So how you doing, man? I'm good. I actually just got back from class. I'm taking uh, some classes at the community college right around the corner. I'm about to get my AA by the end of this semester and hopefully be able to transfer into a Kaiser program or a CSU or UC in the area, pursue my radiology degree. What's up? Dude, honestly, that was probably the best intro I've had an artist speak (laughs) of, like literally in the last like 20 podcasts. That's hella dope, man. For me, look, it's a music industry, right? So it's like off tops. Everybody's in it for money off rip. So it's like, how about I find some way to make some money instead of just putting all my effort into making money out of the music, find another way to make. Do you know that the most successful people have multiple streams of revenue? If I'm only making money off music, I'm doing something wrong. My my friend does clothes. You know, everybody in music knows the person who does clothes. Uh, my friend does clothes. Personally, I used to sell weed. Shit. Um, but it's like, if you look at it long term, going to college is like one of the better options for you to make a lot of money. You know what I mean? I, it's it, There's just so many ways to go about it. I'm rambling. <laughs> I don't think you were rambling at all, man. I'm a college graduate. I was very thankful for that opportunity. But we both know that in order to do well in the music industry, initially you have to be able to invest in yourself. And a lot of artists coming up right now don't necessarily have the means to do that. And I firmly believe that the best way to do that from the start is to have something you can fall back on, which I mean is basically going out to college and getting that education. Yeah, because it's like radiology pays like 100K a year. Like it's like crazy and i'm over here sitting down it's a whole bunch of like filipino and indian people around me and i'm like damn like there's no black people and there's actually not even that many white people in this field and i'm just like so what like are are we just the only ones hip to this like this is this is a real way to make some legitimate money you know what i'm saying not illegal not anything you just go to school do what they say and come back the next day you know, it's a lot of work, but I'm willing to put in the work because I know it has a large output. You know what I mean? Dude, I feel like you've already learned in life to put in the work. So wanting to go in this kind of career doesn't surprise me at all. People don't like doing the challenging things. And it's it's funny to me because that this is why people think I'm crazy half the time because I, I'm willing to go take the extra step. You know, I live in an apartment complex. The other day, I was thinking about heading down to uh, this little radio shop down the street getting some CDs and just burning my EP and just knocking on every door. There's probably like 600 people here, right? Just 600, 600 doors. I will knock on every single one of them like within the month if I determine that's a good plan for me. You know what I mean? Because I'll, if that's, it makes sense. You know what I mean? It's no, nobody, if nobody wants to go to my SoundCloud, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people focus on, on, uh, their social media and all that. If you make a connection with somebody in real life and you tell a real story, you know, you just not don't be fake. It it just works. There's nothing more successful than the truth. That's why Tupac is dead. <laughs> Dude, instead of just going in the radiology, I think you need at least some minor in English lit because I think you could write a book with all the truth that you're already saying. 
Oh, no, I get that like all the time. Uh, all of my English teachers are like, so you're going to major in English? And I'm like, no, because you guys don't get paid shit. But I do appreciate <laughs> what you're trying to say. <laughs> what I like about you already is I can tell just from you saying that you're willing to go to your apartment complex and knock on every door. That just shows that you're willing to do the things other people don't want to do. And for that reason alone, you're going to succeed. Man, it was a whole hour long video on how to freaking use Nexus. And I watched that shit in one day and then I forgot some shit and I went back and took notes. And the whole day I was just using Nexus presets, just doing all this and that, you know, it's a resampler, right? So it doesn't even generate sounds. A lot of people don't even know that you put the samples into Nexus and there's a whole, there's like, portamento and there's retrig there's just a whole bunch of stuff and it's like i'm sitting here thinking in the back of my head like if i just access this so easily what is everybody else doing like what is it that makes people not want to be successful in life like that's that's what the real thing is we want to find what's stopping people from being creative what's stopping people from believing in themselves what's stopping people from really like pursuing their dreams and goals you know instead of trying to like give people this and that be like oh hey you know you have a dream follow that shit like no no, no, no. everybody knows what they want to do when we were little we had three million things we wanted to do but why is it that now we're all grown up. We can't figure out what to do. We're over here trying to get a job at McDonald's. What, what kind of shit? Does that, that don't make sense to me. That's not what you wanted to do. Find a way to do what you wanted to do. Make that shit work. That's how I was raised. So going off that, on October 2nd, 2017, you tweeted, I'm being my fucking self for the first time and everyone hates it. So from what you just said about being the type of person who's willing to do things that other people necessarily aren't willing to do is that why people hate you and what necessarily led to you you know becoming that type of person in the first place yes i would say that's definitely what it is um i remember i was in uh, i was at my homie's house everybody was just chilling smoking weed or whatever and i was just like Bro, I'm 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 not really in the mood, you know. Everybody wants to do this and that, and I'm focused on making some music. And so I don't remember what they had said. They just got on like some type of topic, probably probably something about Jesus. I always vouch for Jesus. So we come to a religious debate, and I'm like, you know, well, I, I do believe in God or whatever. And then you know, suddenly it's like the room's like quiet and everything, and and nobody wants to talk anymore because I'm the only one. And, you know, come to find out it's a room full of atheists and agnostics and whatever, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, dang, like, okay, I'm the odd man out, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to believe in what I believe in, you know what I mean? And that's how it should be. But why do you think other people wouldn't like the fact that, one, you strive to put God first in everything you do, which obviously I love and we share a big similarity in that, and two, you simply believe in yourself? That doesn't make sense to me. First off... People are mad that I believe in myself because they don't believe in themselves. I noticed that off tops when I was like, dang, like when I first wanted to make music, it was a whole bunch of people just like, oh, like you can't rap, like, oh, you can't make beats. And I'm like, well, is it, are you just judging based off like my personality or my character? Like I, all I did was say, I'm going to start rapping or I'm going to start making beats. And I haven't shown you anything. I haven't even shown myself anything. So why are we already discrediting what I could do? when nobody even knows what I could do. You know what I mean? And so from there, I was like, 
okay, so I'm already going to have haters. I'm already going to have a whole bunch of people who don't believe in what I believe in. So, you know, this is just God. That, that's just one more thing. You know what I mean? People are not going to agree with you. You got to find your own path in life. You got to do what works for you. That's what my dad taught me. So I've just been doing that and it's been working. So I guess I'm confused in the fact that if you're willing to believe in yourself and in what you do, why on the track you will win did you have the line, I struggle every day to watch my face in the mirror? That is uh from my, I want to say, well, okay. So I went to school out in New York for a period of time and I was super duper lonely. Like, I don't even like admitting this, but it was kind of like, a very, very like low point for me because I would get there and I would be super gassed up to be going to school in New York. And then like it would just slowly fade away like every time, like my excitement for being at school. I'd be like, damn, it's cold as hell. You know, mom and dad ain't here. Like I, I like I guess I got friends or whatever. But I always been kind of popular, so friends that that don't really mean anything to me. You know what I mean? It's better to have a couple people who are really down for you than a whole bunch of people who are half-assed it, you know. And so that was that line was from that point in time. But at the end of the song, you can find uh, a reprise. It goes, uh, "Hanging out with lawless, uh, wrap yourself in chains, and the one to blame cost is you, because only you gonna suffer." from the things that you do to yourself. Nobody's going to take the blame for you, you know? That this your life is not nobody else's. Nobody else can take responsibility for your actions and things that you do. So if you're not going to live your life to the fullest, that's on you. You can't just be going around blaming people. Like for me, I learned I can't just go around being sad, you know? I'm going to go back home, you know? And I think deciding to go back home shows that you're in tune with self-love. In the fact too, I mean, I love this tweet from you. People need to stop getting naked on social media and call it self-love. Self-love is between you and yourself. And I feel like through you believing in yourself, as well as deciding that New York wasn't a good place for you, you're practicing self-love. No, Okay, that, that really bothers me because I have a problem with just the way that that I don't know if it's the way social media has made people think or in the way that other people carry themselves, but it's like... My my thing with women is like, OK, like, you know, you're cute and attractive and everything. But why do you feel the need to have to, like, be all revealing with your body? You know what I mean? Like, can't you just keep that to yourself? Like, why everybody got to know your business? Like, I don't I didn't act when I when I chose to wake up today and go outside. I did not ask to see you in my day. I don't remember why I said, hey, yo, can you hop on my tweet on, on my Twitter feed and just uh show show off your titties with a whole bunch of cleavage and then call it self-love that's not self-love if she want to show off her self-love she should have been like oh look at my diet today i'm eating carrots and broccoli and i just hit the gym that's self-love i'd have been like dang that's hard that's respectable but all this other stuff no because the girls i do know that girls have very 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 deep insecurity issues so you showing off yourself maybe self-love to you, but you causing more harm because not everybody look like you. You you got girls with negative self-body image. You just reinforcing that, dang, I don't look like her. I'm 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 out of shape. And that's not good. You I thought we was out here self-love. How about you love others too? Look out for your neighbor. That's how I feel about that. 
I think self-love is just as mental as it is physical. But for you specifically, I feel that it leans more toward the mental side. Very much so. I would say I would say a lot a lot of life is just a mental thing because if you look at it, we got the Buddhist monks up in the Himalayas over here. We don't know what they're doing. They could be flying right now. And so it's because they achieve that that state mentally that you know they have that uh that peace and bliss that everyone's searching for, but we we think we're going to find our happiness or our right place of mind in in something like physical like oh if i get more money i'll be happy or oh oh if i just get that like new phone you know that all that stuff lasts temporarily everything loses its value over time things that people can't take from you is knowledge knowledge is power growing up in black family black community knowledge you can't take that away from you education that's extremely important so having a right mindset just goes hand in hand with being educated and i feel like too combining the educational and knowledge aspect with a relationship with god is truly self-love very much so that it everything's one in one i don't i really don't like how everybody wants to separate science and religion all the time because people want to make religion into like some type of fantasy like you know dungeons and dragons like no these this these people lived in this time and did xyz and so abc happened you know it's not it's not no, you know, everybody wants to talk about how Jesus walked on water. Well, half the time Jesus was just like, hey, yo, be nice. Don't beat that lady up over there. Hey, you want to throw the stone? Hey, didn't you just do something bad the other day? You know, it was just very common day to day stuff that he was working on. I completely agree, man. So on the song, Father, you talked about giving your life up to the church at like the age of seven. When you have a near death experience. You kind of like cross over in a way. I don't know how to break it down to people. But when I was really young, um, when I was like three, I would have like weird type of, I had asthma, put it to you like that. I couldn't breathe. Like it would just be times I'll be sitting down and boom, my little, my throat would close up. Like I would just be sitting there like, damn, I'm finna fucking die. And I would go to mom. I'd be crying, fucking grab my throat. And she'd be like, oh, shit, we got to go get his inhaler or whatever. I had a fucking breathing machine. So it's not it's not no like I didn't know about death because it's like right after like put it to you like this. I lived in the Central Valley. Pollen count was very high. That's what I was allergic to. The pollen in the air, like literally my environment was killing me. And so. After a while, you know, I stopped having this often. I was like, damn, I'm good. And so I was introduced to death real early. My grandma died when I was like five. My great grandma, mind you. I used to be at her house all the time. And um, when I was seven, I almost drowned in the pool. But I remember right before then, my grandma was telling me, about a man named Jesus. She was telling me the whole story and everything. She was like, Caleb, you're smart. You're not like these other dumb kids. Look, there's a man, this and that, blah, blah, blah. She was telling me about him. But I think because I had been having near-death experiences like my whole life, I know it's hard to think about it like that. But like when she was telling me about Jesus, I kind of felt like I already knew what she was talking about because I had to find peace in all those times where I was extremely worried. Like, just imagine your throat closing up on you. You, That's not cool. I still be freaking out about that sometimes today. 
But the one time when I almost drowned, you know, every kid think they could swim when they're little. So I just jumped in the pool and I was kicking a little bit. I was like, damn, this shit, this shit, I'm, I'm hard. I, nigga, I could do this. And uh, I started getting carried away into the deep end. And then I kept trying to jump up to get to the air. But I noticed every time I was jumping, I was getting less and less. So I was trying to like swim back as best as I could, best as I seen people on TV do. And that shit didn't work. And we at the public pool. So I'm really trying to look cool. And uh, I seen, I was counting out in my head, like how many jumps I had until I had to start screaming. I had one more jump. I had jumped up and I, I just screamed. I was like, help. And I caught some water. And I think that's what saved me because, you know, everybody being loud and shit. But when they heard that, Hello! you know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, oh, shit, what the fuck? And so my uncle comes out of cuts and grabs me. But as I'm like sinking back into the pool, I'm just like, damn, all this shit. And I'm about to die in the pool. Like I'm making my amends with death already, bro. And then I don't know. It wasn't like the fact of Jesus, but it was like this like spirit, like this energy, like it was just good. It was surrounding me. And so then I started freaking out even more because in my head, I'm thinking I'm going to die. But I'm I'm like, why is death feeling so good? You know, I attributed those things to that. And so I get up out the pool, I'm fucking breathing hard and shit. And I grabbed the motherfucking floaty so fast and a life vest. And so I think that the uh, the God or whatever is not necessarily, you know, just the man. I do believe Jesus was the son of God and all that. You know what I mean? But I think that it's much, much deeper than that. And um, I had been prophesied over recently. And the lady was telling me that I was searching for the true God. And I had been doing it my whole life. And I almost pissed on myself when she said that to me because I'm telling you the story right here. And it's very evident. I already knew who this nigga was the whole time. You know, everybody got their own ideas and depictions. But real recognize real. God, God ain't no uh, whatever the hell people try to make him be. He a spirit. You feel me? And that's that's how it goes. If you could feel it, you could feel it. If you can't, then try harder because those who seek him will find him. That's what it says. And every time I feel like he's not around, when I really just close my eyes and, you know, get into my zone or whatever, I find his ass every time. And he usually got something to say to me that I don't hear. That's how I know. <laughs> That's how I know he real. Well, I mean, for you to have two near-death experiences before you were seven years old, I mean, that was for you to survive both of those. It's clearly God working in mysterious ways. Bro, they had... I was drugged in college, bro. They gave me 25i, bro. I'm not supposed to be here right now, bro. I was drunk, off acid, off weed, and then this nigga gave me a fucking research chem, bro. Nigga, I was trying to kill myself for a whole month, bro. And I'm just sitting here like, damn, God, like, why you let this happen to me? I had called my girlfriend while I was tripping. I was like, like, what the fuck do I do? Like, how do I come down? And, you know, later I find out she went through something similar. It wasn't the same drug, but um, she was like, no, like, you're just, you're gonna, you're gonna be stuck. So I was, I'm sitting here, I'm tripping. When I finally did come down after fucking, I think it was 36 hours, um, I'm throwing up all over my fucking room. I finally get back to the crib and I just lay down. 
and I can't feel my back, bro. And I go to sleep and I get up finally. I'm like, damn, like it's over. That shit was not over, bro. I started hearing shit. I had another one of these things too. I think somebody laced the weed, bro. I really do. But I had got stupid smack with my friends one time. And um, I thought I was tripping a little bit, but not really. Because I was able to push it away. But it was this one specific time. We was doing these grab bong hits. I smoke a lot. Or I used to, mind you. I'm, I'm taking a little break. You know, I've been going through a lot of shit. So I'm trying to handle all my problems sober. But I had like maybe half, just a little bit of whatever, whatever was left over in a grab bong. And I went to go do the dishes. And I started feeling like someone was behind me. And I started hearing shit talk to me. And then my auntie was telling me later on, see, what people don't know, my family full of a whole bunch of mystics and gurus and all that shit. Like, my my extended family used to fucking practice voodoo. So all this spirit shit, like, they was telling me, my auntie, finally, she was like, yeah, so some about our family, we just naturally inclined to spirit realm because everybody been doing this shit and it's just here now. And I'm like, now, you could have told me this before I'm over here losing my mind. You know what I'm saying? Everybody asking me what the fuck is wrong. Oh, that's what the fuck is wrong with me. My family is fucking related to the, for the Levite tribe in the Bible. Come on, bro. We, my grandma was telling me about that stuff the other day. I forget how she did it. But when it all came together, I was like, see, that's some bullshit. <laughs> I was, I was mad because it's just God always choose the people who going through it the most to serve him. I don't know why he do that, but that's how it work out. And obviously he made a good choice because I'm finna take over this universe. <laughs> Dude, I feel you're gonna, you truly are gonna take over the universe because one, you have the knowledge. Two, you have the faith and hope in the higher power. And three, you're just fucking good at music, whether it be both from a production Bro, standpoint yes. and a rapping standpoint. Come on, bro. When, especially since I've been working with my little bro, Yak, man. All right, so story about that. He was like, I've known him for like four years before we even started making music. And being in New York, you meet a whole lot of rappers. I learned very quickly I was not as good at rapping as I thought I was. And so working with somebody like Zodiac is really good for me because it's like, cool. Like, finally, nigga got some competition. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I got somebody who could really keep up with me. That's the only reason I fucking work with my little bro. I don't work with shitty niggas, bro. I used to do that shit for the check. And then I realized I could just do all, I could, I could literally do everything myself. You feel me? I don't need the help. You know, everybody talking about, oh, well, you need to make friends. You need to make that's that's all bullshit. If you good, the shit is good and niggas will repost and they will like that shit. And I do take numbers very seriously because no matter what, when you hear some hot shit, niggas going to be very, very, very inclined to press repost or like no matter what. If they hate on you, if they don't like you, if they don't like you, they're going to talk about you. And if they don't know you, they're going to know you now. You know what I'm saying? So when I when I see my numbers doing bad, I'm like, bet, we not doing that shit again. When I see my numbers going up, I'm be like, that's what the fuck we doing. And I make sure not to listen to nobody else's fucking opinion. I will learn my own fucking way by my own fucking self doing what I love to do. I know what I like. I listen to shit. I make shit that I like. I'm trying to make shit 
to the point where it's irresistible. I'm not trying to make shit that's just throwaway after throwaway. I'm not trying to make music just for the fuck I'm making music. I'm trying to make some shit that really fucking means something. And I'm trying to make some shit that sounds fucking good. So that when people hear it, they'd be like, damn, I just got taught a fucking life lesson. And I didn't want to be taught one. But that shit was hard. So damn, I guess I'm going to listen to the next fucking song this nigga has. Oh shit, that was hard too. That's how I want my music to be. I got Kanye syndrome or whatever the fuck it is. Because I'm trying to be the fucking best. On everything. I want to be the fucking best. Like, I want... My my name needs to be on every fucking Grammy. When I get a Grammy, nigga, I will literally have a Grammy next year, the year after that, and the year after that, and the year after that. Niggas gonna hate me or kill me, nigga. That's it. There's no other way. I just had to get that out of my system. You can get anything you want out of your system because that's literally the mindset that you need to have in this industry and just in life. Like, it's kill or be killed. And niggas not killing me. That's not, I mean, well, niggas might kill me if it came down to it because I'd be like, bro, we ain't got to do this. And then, bam, he'll dead because he wanted to be a pacifist that day. That, fuck it, okay? <laughs> I just pray God don't put me in a position like that. But when it comes down to music, the only reason I'm not going to be successful in my area is literally because they're cheating or because my shit wasn't good. It's only two options about it. All right. And I, even if they do cheat, I feel like my shit should still be that good that everyone should fucking know. Like when Taylor Swift got fucking number one album of the year, nigga, who the fuck listen to Taylor Swift, nigga? Nobody listen to fucking Taylor Swift. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I want it to be very, very prevalent. It'd be like when Kendrick Lamar didn't get his shit at the Grammys. You know what I mean? Everybody know Kendrick should got his shit. Kendrick can't get his shit. I don't know if Kendrick ever hear this shit, but Kendrick, I'm finna take your fucking spot, nigga. I don't care. I don't care who the fuck hear that shit. I'm like, when I make music, I literally think of it at a professional level. Even if it doesn't come out as professionally as I want it to come out, I still think about that shit. I think about that shit like, damn, like, could this hold up against somebody in the industry? You know what I'm saying? I, I'm... Now, more so, I'm trying to make shit where it's like, okay, this is happy and fun or whatnot, but lyrically, is it does it appeal? Like, to an avid, like, hip-hop head, would this appeal, you know, to the younger generation who don't give a fuck about lyrics at all? The fucking reason we have Lil Yachty and these other niggas, now, not to hate on them, but it's gonna sound like I'm hating, but these niggas don't really have the talent like the hip-hop heads do. They ain't got the talent like Nas. They ain't got the talent like Jay-Z. These niggas learn how to make autotune, okay? They made a new wave, and they were successful in a genre, and everybody rides their dick for it. Okay, that's great. But as far as music goes, my shit is going to have substance and talent and skill. It's going to have all that shit. It's going to have everything a nigga need. I will never be in a position where somebody could say, oh, heel didn't go hard. I don't care if I don't even like the song. I don't care if I don't like the beat. I don't care if I don't like the person I'm working with. That's still me on the track. And you got to be accountable for your own self. When niggas hear my shit, they're going to be like, God fucking damn. And I think they already do that, too, solely because of the fact, man, that like when artists like Kill Stacy tweet saying stop using heel as y'all scapegoat for beats, <laughs> y'all lame asses, like that clearly shows that you're already established in this industry. I mean, I don't even look at it like that because Kill Stacy's my friend. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I know 
that there's people who listen to my music that don't support me. I know there's bigger artists that I literally have to pay for reposts, even though they ask me for beats. You know what I'm saying? I don't do that shit no more. I don't. The only person I pay for reposts is one. Because that nigga got 65K followers. And that nigga plugged me for $25. I said, hell yes, nigga. That's the only person I'm doing that shit for. Niggas keep it real. Y'all, I know a whole bunch of niggas got fucking repost orgies. Got a whole group chat talking about, I ain't repost this shit, bro. It's hard. Nigga, your shit ass, bro. That's why you need a repost. I need repost because I'm not known. You see what I'm saying? It's a difference. It's a whole different dynamic. The fact that I can take followers from somebody else and these niggas just trying to put their shit in a position to be heard. You know what I'm saying? My shit is in a position to be heard. And when it comes back, I have more followers. These niggas just put their music in a position to be heard and they followers just be like, oh, okay, it's another song. Oh, whatever. When I drop shit, the way I've been dropping shit now, I'm trying to put out a song every day for the whole year, bro. Every day. I put out like four songs in the last two days. Tomorrow, I'm going to drop another one. The day after, I'm going to drop another one. You see what I'm saying? By the end of this year, niggas will know my fucking name. And they're going to come back to this motherfucking interview I did with you because I'm not doing no interviews with nobody else. You see what I'm saying? I don't want to work with a whole bunch of people. I want niggas to be like, damn, this shit is just hard for what it is. I don't want to be up talking about how I made music every fucking day. I want this to be the last time I fucking talk about music. And if niggas never hear my name, it's going to be my fucking fault. Why? Because I didn't make the music good enough. Dude, so first of all, I, I love that this is going to be our exclusive interview. I appreciate that big time. But, like, obviously, at the end of the year, people are going to know who you are. Because, so like I said before the podcast, I already knew you were good because I thought of you as a talented producer who's close with Yak and who's already worked with Craig Zen. But what I didn't know is that you can hella, hella rap. You are one of the most multi-dimensional artists in this industry already and i firmly believe that because your flows are just as good as your beats bro it's not it's not hard to be create uh, maybe it's just me my dad little little secret niggas don't even know my dad is the person he's one of the few people who started call of duty my dad is a video game engineer he started call of duty all this shit that niggas be playing now that's because of my fucking dad bro my biological father he's also an insane artist hella good at drawing he just wrote a book fuck where's i forgot the name of it like my my family this is the family of greats i'm i'm sitting here looking at a trophy in my room that i got when i was 16 for being the best player in the city now mind you i'm up against they did the whole league so it was like 14 to 21 and they picked a nigga who was 16 as their best player as the representative i'm in a newspaper i'm on a trophy in the alameda little league as or Alameda Babe Ruth, it's on a. I'm on the same trophy as Jimmy Rollins and Dontrell Willis. Like this is not the slacker, uh, go with the flow family. This is the shit you got. You get your shit done, nigga. You get to where the fuck you want to be, and then you relax. But I don't even know where I want to stop. You know what I'm saying? Like the way I am now, they say trophies are the number one killer motivation. But if I want a house full of trophies, that's a whole lot of motherfucking motivation. Dude, that's like all the motivation you need. For real. I mean, I, I don't I don't get these people, man. I, I, I like being in environments where everybody likes to work. Because when I'm in an environment with everybody who wants to work, then 
with everybody like pushing, you know what I'm saying? It just makes me better. Like, I'll be like, damn, okay, he's going hard. I'm going to go hard. Oh, damn, he went hard too? Bet. I'm about to pull out my best fucking shit and slaughter this track. You know what I mean? But I think the real problem is in music that, that just people ain't creative. We got a whole lot of people in this shit for music, for, for fucking money. You know what I'm saying? Not in it for music. You know, I, I've been drawing since I was little. I used to get in trouble for that shit all the time. They'd be like, stop drawing in class. Like, for one, you're boring. I already know my times tables, okay? <laughs> I will draw fucking flowers and eyes. I like drawing flowers, eyes, and lips. All They'll be all over my fucking paper when I'm taking notes. So it's like, already, I'm just a natural artist. I have a whole AP portfolio of watercolor. I got a four on that shit. Like, so when it comes to being creative with language or making something that sounds good phonetically, you know, it's natural. It's easy. And so when people come to me and they start talking about their writer's block or their this and that and blah, 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 it's like there's a difference between you not wanting to make music and you being in a block. There have been times where I didn't want to make music, but I will never say I had a block. The only times I had a block is when I didn't want to do some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like some people have like spurts or whatever, then that's cool, okay? You make your little shit and you go go off to the side. But I could do this shit all day. There, I made 48 beats in one day, bro. 48 beats. These niggas not built like me. So if you can make 48 beats in a day, why'd you tweet back in December that you're never living up to your potential? Bro, because I always think I could do better. I don't know what that shit is. That is one of the most annoying traits I have because I will put out some shit. Like we put, we put out gas only and that shit has like, I don't know, uh, 100,000, 145,000 plays. I still think I could do better. I still think I, I hear people's music and I'll be like, damn, bro, that shit was good. Why didn't I do that shit first? I know how to use the same exact technique and I should have did it in the way they just did it. Damn. Now that they took that shit, I'm going to find a way to do that shit that they just did in an even better way without copying them niggas. Because a lot of people do that copycat shit. I get inspired. I see their shit and I'll be like, look, I see how you use that technique. I, I see how you did this. I see how you did X, Y, Z. Well, here's how you should have did this shit, nigga. That's how I come about it. You know what I mean? That's how hip hop was made. Everybody was just feeding off of each other. People say uh, trap. You know, it's it's just uh, incestuous now because everybody just copies each other. I say no. I say that's not the case. I say the problem with trap music is that everybody hopped on the wave. And now we have a whole bunch of fucking dick sucking, cock riding ass motherfuckers who think they could just make some money off some black youth. You know what I'm saying? Some struggling black kids. That's fucked up. So now we have a whole bunch of people who don't even live that life. You know what I'm saying? I really don't want to name names. Ooh, but I really do. You know what I mean? Ah. So it's like we got a whole bunch of people rapping about shit they don't fucking do. And that shit pissed me off more than anything. Because it's like if you don't talk about how you sell drugs or shoot people, then, nigga, you better have at least have a gun, nigga. You know what I mean? I like. You, you, what the fuck you mean? You don't know how much an eighth is. What? You're not about this shit. What? You was faking whole time? You think cause you drop acid, you a hardcore fucking drug addict now? Get your pussy ass out of here, dog. Try to be something you're not. A lot of these niggas trying to be something they fucking not, bro. Why the fuck 
would you want to be anything other than yourself? It's 7 billion niggas on this planet and you want to be like somebody else? Come on. You tell me it's that hard to find something that nobody else did? You think everybody just did everything in the whole fucking world already that you can't do something new? That's a motherfucking lie. Because if so, we would have these co corporations dominating. There would never need to be another artist. There would not be a fucking me if everybody did everything already. Whew. There is a fucking... I don't know if it's the fucking cell phones. I'm about to turn into my dad. I don't know if it's the fucking cell phones. Everybody be on Twitter and Instagram comparing their fucking life to somebody else's, thinking that they bigger than they really are. Niggas get them likes and that shit start going to their head like they a different person now. Like, no, nigga, it's a cell phone. It's a device. Nigga, we have tools. A computer is a tool. A TV is a tool. Twitter is a tool. People let this shit become who they are. They miss the whole goddamn point. Instead of using the machine, the machine uses them. And they don't even see it. And the whole issue of what you just spoke of is a lack of self-love at the end of the day. I, I think the problem is when, when we do have social media, it starts off as a good thing. And then people just start comparing themselves to everybody else. And then once, once people start comparing, then they can't be happy no more. Because the problem with life is that you can always technically find something better. Like, I could go out and find a bitch with some bigger titties than my girlfriend and a bigger, a bigger ass, you know what I'm saying? I could go out and find, matter of fact, my girlfriend is fucking Cuban and white. I could go find a black bitch. I could go get an Asian girl. I could get a whole bunch of, matter of fact, why stop there? Why don't I just have 30 bitches? Why don't I just get a whole mansion and become Hugh Heft? You see what I'm saying? You, once, once people get that concept and their idea, that, that, that fucked up perspective, they just fucking run with it. And it's like, nigga, what happened to being happy with what you have? Like, yes, I'm happy with what I have. I'm happy that I am able to make music, but I know I can do better. I know I can make more music. I know I can fucking inspire somebody to be even better than me. And that's the shit everybody, every fucking artist hates to say. But I know I can help influence another kid who's not fucking following his dreams to get the fuck up off his ass and follow his fucking dreams and do better than me. You know what I mean? I know goddamn well Kendrick wants somebody to do better than him. I know Kanye wants somebody to do better than him. I know Nas wants somebody to do better than him. Fucking J. Cole. I know these people want to, they want, these niggas are dying to hear somebody do something better than them. But that shit don't happen. Because Smoke Perp and Lil Pump get their fucking credit. And then they look down on us as a whole. Like, oh, see, the youth, they don't know. They don't listen to shit. And J. Cole don't even want to do features no more. We fucking this shit up for ourselves. And now I got to go redeem the whole fucking youth. Like I'm fucking, I don't know, like I'm Jesus. And fucking make some hot ass shit so we can get respected again. Whether you realize it or not, Caleb, you're already influencing the future generations through the fact alone that while other people are stressing over drum kits and synthesizers, you're over here just shitting on all of us with piano beats. This shit that I have, I'm using stock FL plugins besides fucking Nexus. I don't even use Nexus like that. I just want, I know how to work samples. I know how to fucking play music. I know how to fucking make music. I know how to make, I, I, can, I literally, I can walk around 
make a song and a chorus in my head and come to the computer and put that shit out. And it's like, damn, wow, like, am I the only one who could do this? Because this shit seemed pretty fucking easy. And since everybody else is claiming to be an artist, why the fuck is there a lack of music with substance if we're just also skilled in our craft? That all we can talk about is killing each other. Shut the fuck up, nigga. You're not in it. You're not really about this shit. I hate when people act like they about this shit and they not about this shit. Dude, and there's so many people in this industry like that, especially, I hate the term underground, but in the underground, 90% of the underground's fake. Bro, you know what? These niggas all fake and they all pussy. And I'll be damn, I'll fight everybody in this bitch. These niggas not, uh, I don't even know how they invent lyrics about struggle. See, they should get a prize for that shit. Because that's real creative about them rapping about a life that they don't even have. That's that's real creative. Because, damn, you got all that shit off them damn television shows? What you be watching, TNT? Shit. I'm surprised. That shit impressive. I know I can't rap about no fake shit. Because, for one, I don't even believe myself. So I, I tried to do that shit. I remember I was, like, 14. I was like, uh, hella bitches, uh. Uh, shoot them in the face. No, that shit did not work out. So props to these little niggas who fucking faking on their life right now. Because if they ever see me, I will run fades on everybody. And I'm not, I'm not afraid to fight, bro. I got, I came to Alameda, bro. I got my ass whooped consecutively. Every, almost, not every day, but pretty much about once or twice a week. It'd be some niggas fucking with me. So I had to fight somebody. Because the problem with Alameda is we have a whole bunch of white kids in this in this really nice neighborhood. But Oakland is right, right fucking next door. So the kids from Oakland just come into Alameda. For those of you that don't know about Oakland, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you, nigga. We got Too Short. We got uh, E-40. We got a whole bunch of just real, real, like, raw rap, nigga. You know what I'm saying? We be pimping the hoes. You know what I'm saying? That's where the shit come from. We invented the hiking movement. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So it's like we got a whole bunch of broke-ass kids from the projects coming into this rich-ass school. And it's like, not rich. I want to say upper-middle-class school. And that shit don't mix. It was hard for me to find friends because I'm one of the the, like lower-middle-class black males. You know what I'm saying? I just move in. And... Niggas, all right, first off, niggas didn't like me. We was fighting over some bitch. I don't even, I didn't even like her like that, bro. I was like, oh, she cute, whatever. She like, you want to be my boyfriend, whatever. I'm fucking 11 years old. I'm like, shit, yeah, let me get a girlfriend real quick. Let me see what this shit like. Uh, Next day, this nigga named Marcel was like, oh, yeah, that's my girl. And I'm like, what you mean? And he's like, that's my girlfriend. I'm like. Why she talk about she's single then? He's like, I don't know, but you need to stay away from her. I'm like, all right, bet. Next day, she's like, hey, I just talked to Marcel. Everything good. By lunchtime, I got socked in the mouth and was jumped by 12 people. Nigga, what the fuck? Shit was not cool. Not cool at all. This shit continued until high school. I had to fight niggas from 11 to 15. Just a long time fighting niggas. I don't like fighting anymore. I used to like fighting. I kind of still like fighting. Let me not, let me rephrase that. 
I like to put myself in positions where I don't have to fight because once I start fighting, I like fighting and I just want to fight everything and everybody. You know what I'm saying? So that was the incident you spoke of in one of your recent songs about getting jumped in sixth grade. Oh, yes. Yes. Directly. That time. My own friend, my quote, quote friend and two other friends. All right. So the one friend was in on it. I don't know if he knew. I think he thought they was just playing about whooping my ass. But they was not playing. So he come up and he's like, hey, Caleb, while 11 other niggas are around him. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, wait, what? And so as the fucking fucking small crowd twists in towards me, he soon realizes it's not a game. And I'm fucking throwing up on the playground, getting socked in the stomach. And my two other bitch ass friends who are hella tall are just looking from a distance. And I'm like, damn, that's how, that's when I figured out I was going to have to learn how to fight. I didn't know how to fight at all coming into shit. I was on YouTube watching fucking Bob and Weave tutorial videos. I had to get my brother. I was like, bro, swing at me. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? So I'm over here. I remember it was summertime. This, we were practicing boxing for stupid long for like every day. He just had these pillows and I'm just over here practicing bobbing and weaving, bobbing and weaving, tired to get my ass whooped. Bobbing and weaving, bobbing and weaving. Then I was like, okay. I was like trying to punch back and shit. I was like, okay, this shit look ugly. So then I had to learn how to fucking jab. Then I had to learn how to throw a hook and everything. And I tell you, by the time eighth grade came around, I was like a super saiyan in that bitch. I swear, YouTube taught me how to do life, nigga. I, I no longer get my ass whooped and I make fire music. YouTube, thank you. So I had a podcast about a month ago where... Someone told me, he's like, Andy, I didn't go to college. I went to YouTube University. And like, that's a real ass that's thing. That's a real ass thing. Like, I could literally type in quantum physics, study that shit for a couple months, and be a quantum fucking physicist in this bitch. It's almost crazy. Like, it's the information era. So really, all we're learning is how lazy niggas are and how unwilling people are to follow their dreams. Because we have... All of the tools we need right here. Nigga, I record on the floor of my living room. I have a fucking mic and a pop stand. I don't even have a cage or a fucking mic stand. Like, I don't know what these niggas think, but you don't need much. You just need to know how to do what the fuck you doing. And these niggas don't know how to do anything. So go to YouTube and figure out how to get your life together. I can so relate to how you record because I kid you not right now, I just have my laptop on my bed talking to you from like a $50 mic. These niggas think we got some type of equipment in here. That shit is expensive. I No, we don't. We don't have it like that. Artists don't got it like that. The artists who are popping got it like that. And y'all continue to support these garbage ass popping artists instead of just taking a little extra time out your day to just hit the next button on, on SoundCloud and find the artist that you like. It's very, it's very easy to support a nigga. You press the like button. And after a certain amount of likes, you create a traffic that's going through their network. And so that allows more people to see them. It's very, very simple. People think a like don't go nowhere. A like go a real long way. But y'all niggas don't like shit, apparently. Or don't repost shit. Or, back to like I was saying, I just need to make better music. And I strongly believe if I just make better music, everybody gonna be liking that shit. Well, I feel like Curl life compared to you know anyone else in the game 
makes the best music right that's now. That's the problem. I don't want to be the best. If I'm the best, then that's problematic because I'm still broke. So we got to take this shit somewhere else. I don't know where we got to take it to, boo, but we got to take it somewhere because I can't keep being broke, man. <laughs> like, I need, I need some, like, put to you like this. When I was in college, I was kind of like surviving off my music money. And there would be times where I was like, damn, like, after all said and done, I made $2 this week. And then next week come along and I make no money. And then, ooh, I get like $300. Kid talking about he trying to do a whole project. I'm like, yup, I don't make any more money for four months. What? What the fuck? I thought I was on. You see what I'm saying? It don't it don't work like how people think it works. It's it, it's all smoke and mirrors apparently, cause I'm not trying to fool nobody into thinking this is some luxurious lifestyle. No 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 no. Being a musician is not not where you want to go if you not if you don't really love music. This shit is a lot of struggling, a lot of pain. No flashy cameras and lights, nigga. We not gonna be at no giant ass studio fucking smoking joints with with fucking Snoop Dogg. That's not what's popping off around here. <laughs> You're going to be at home, lonely, in the dark, making beats at night, and fucking on SoundCloud trying to find somebody who's going to throw you a free beat if you're trying to start out. You know what I mean? I'm blessed that I have the abilities that I have. I can make my own music. And I need, uh, if anybody listening to this shit, don't you ever come at me talking about some I'm selling beats. Nigga, if you're not, what? I'm selling beats. Nigga, you don't know I produce my own shit by now? Every, my name is on everything. Please stop doing that shit. That shit is annoying. I'm struggling just like you. Huh. Well, even if you're struggling, Caleb, at least you're practicing what you're preaching. I mean, here you are making a project called Crack Baby solely because you did crack. It, it's, it's not. I don't even know. Bro, I'm out here doing drugs trying to find something other than God to make me happy. Uh, do you need me to explain how how much that did not working out for me at all? It, oof, less than zero. Nigga, Molly did not help. Coke did not help. Uh, weed almost helped. <laughs> Alcohol made shit worse. And acid kind of just made me realize that I was just fucking up really bad and I couldn't stop it. And then I got drugged. So you don't want to do drugs. All these niggas talking about lean that they don't sip. Nigga, I sip lean. As soon as I did that shit, I was like, damn, I can't do this shit again. This shit is too good. I was like, hot damn. This how you get an addiction. Boy, if lean wasn't so expensive, I'd be dead right now. I promise you. My kidney failure and everything. I would be, I'd be Fredo Santana in this bitch. Dude, the only drug you need in life, and it's not even a drug, is God. Niggas be trying to get happy. I'm like, nigga, you want to be happy? Drink more water and fucking exercise. <laughs> Nobody want to do that shit. But but everybody want to drink, smoke weed. Nobody want to fucking drink water and exercise, though. I, I don't know. What, I, niggas allergic to weights, apparently. All you got, just go outside, take an extended walk. I'm talking like walk 11 miles. Come home that day. Your next day, guaranteed to be 100% better. I don't know why. 
I do not know what combination it is between drinking water and physical activity, but that shit works. When you just, it's, it's just simple. It's so simple, people don't do it. And obviously, if you walk 11 miles at once, you're going to realize something valuable along the way about yourself. Nobody is taking time to acknowledge how they truly feel. They keep feeding themselves with information. And what happens to your brain is it gets overloaded. This is why we have all of these disorders popping up, especially now with the phones, because, you know, ADHD, depression, all that is just a symptom of your brain being flooded with information all the damn time. Like, y'all niggas need to chill the fuck out. Let you give your brain some time to fucking chill. Go outside, put your phone at home. Nigga, you ain't always have a phone. Go outside without your phone and look at a damn tree and be like, damn, this tree was here before phones. This tree kind of big. How the fuck this tree get here? Who planted this shit? Ask questions. Maybe walking around, you'd be like, damn, everybody driving in their car to work. Why aren't I at work? Where do they work at? How is their life going? That person has road rage right now. Shit. I'm going to stay away from them. You know, just shit like that. I don't know if people really have a thought process because of the way people act. They just go from point A to point B and don't ask no questions. Nikki, you can't even get me from go to point A. I will be at point A asking questions about point B. Nigga, I will ask questions about point B, C. I will ask questions my whole day. I literally plan out my days. I ain't even know niggas didn't do that. I will I have I already know what I'm gonna be doing my whole week. Why don't people know? Why is it that? I don't know. I'll let you know. Every time I wanna hang out with somebody, <laughs> nigga, you ain't got your life planned out. What the fuck is this shit? I hit you up. I was like, damn, okay, we got an interview. Let me open up my calendar fucking app I have on my phone that I know how to use and figure out what I'm doing today. Mmm. February 2nd and January 30th or 31st look really nice. And here we are. It's very simple, but people don't do it. <sighs> I don't know. Dude, I love you. I do. <laughs> I do. You preach so much truth. So, I mean, going off of, you know, what's planned for the rest of life, from a music standpoint, what's planned up and coming? We ain't got no plans. Caleb Parker going to be making beats every day. And recording. That's the only plan we got with music. I know I know about other niggas' plans, but as far as myself, I'm gonna just make a whole bunch of songs, put them bitches out all the time, and everybody just gonna keep sleeping until one day somebody gonna be like, damn, why he got 140 tracks up right now? What the fuck is happening? And then they'll be like, yo, wait, hold up. All these bitches is hard. Oh shit. It's gonna be like they uncovered a gold mine. And I'm not, I don't think I'm going to put out a project. I don't think there's any real reason for me to put out a project. I'm putting out a song every day. Nigga, just keep listening to the songs and you figure out how my life is working out. If your shit starts going downhill, pray for me. Okay. That's it. You know what I'm saying? If it's like, if you hear some shit and with some loud bass and I start, I'll start talking like this. I'll deleting that guess. Then I'm, I'm fucking up. Okay. Pray for me. So I get back on track. Uh, it's, it's so evident. Niggas don't even realize half my songs are a cry for help. 
Like, niggas don't even, like, I'm not just making up shit to put on a track because it sounds good. Nigga, this is how I really feel about a situation. This is how I really feel about my life. And these niggas will just be like, oh, well, it was a banger. Yes, it was a banger. That's the point. It's music. I make good music. Being a banger, that's granted. That's a given. What the fuck you mean it's a banger? How you feel about the substance? Did the song make you feel okay? Are you worried about me? Apparently, those are two questions that you don't ask yourself. Mind you, I don't need you to be worried about me, but I'm worried that you're not worried about another person rapping about something this fucking sad. Lil Peep just died. This nigga continued to make songs about him killing his fucking self. What the fuck is wrong with people? I heard Lil Peep's music. Nigga, I started praying for his ass immediately. Apparently, that shit did not matter because that nigga was going somewhere, okay? He had a lot of shit he was fucking, like, a lot of shit. He was going through a lot of shit, and I didn't even know him, and I knew that nigga was going through shit. Why? Because you can hear it in his fucking songs. Nigga said, came up, still wanna kill myself. Verbatim. What the fuck is the population doing? Nigga, drugs are not more important than your fucking life. And I'm sick and tired of hearing people say, I'm here for for a good time, not a long time. Shut your dumb ass up. Nigga, if you here for a good time, not a long time, kill your ass. Just fucking die, bruh. Just really go out and kill yourself. Because if you just here for a good time, then I don't want you around me. I don't. I want people here for longevity. Yes, nigga, I know we're going to die. The point is to live as long as you can. Are you fucking retarded? So I feel like, yeah, even though most of your music is a cry for help, I feel like you in particular is going to get past it because of this mindset that you showcase. I'm not afraid of the struggle. I'm actually more upset when I start struggling. My problem, I'm very, very hard on myself, okay? And that helps me get through a lot of my problems, but it also manifests as self-hate. And that's something I need to overcome personally. But... I'm not necessarily worried about where I'm going to go with music or in my life. Like, yeah, I know my shit's fire and everyone will recognize talent at the end of the day. But as far as me, I'm very impatient and I would like things right now. However, I can't allow people to use that against me. You know, like uh, I was about to make hell of money. I was like, yo, I'm about to be on some some dude's tape. I'm not going to tell you who. But I was talking to their management team and I was like, yeah. I know this nigga got a lot of money. I know this nigga make a lot of money. Why? Because you manage him, nigga. And I know you make a lot of money. So when they asked me my questions, I was like, I'll take a $1,000 flat fee for the exclusive and a 5% royalty fee. And that nigga hit me back and he said, um, hey, is it okay if uh, we just remove the uh, exclusive flat rate fee and give you 8%? No, it's not okay, nigga. No, it's not okay. I want my cut off top and on the back. Why? Because the reason you even came to get me is because I'm fucking good, nigga. If you could get this shit from somewhere else, you wouldn't be here. Niggas try to snub me. I don't even know how I'm going to reply to that email. I've just been letting that shit sit. And I know nobody pays attention to shit. People always find out some shit after the fact. I could high key say whatever I want on this interview and niggas will look at it after the fact and be like, damn, should have listened. 
I hate I hate that because the answer the answers I always give to people are yes, you should have just did what I told you to and I told you so. That's all I that's the only answers I give people. And it just fucking makes me upset. I don't even like being right at this point because niggas just want to be wrong. Like, I don't know if they just want to be wrong or if they just want to do the wrong things to themselves. But I'd be like, hey, yo, don't touch the fucking oven. It's hot. Niggas go by the oven, touch that shit. They'd be like, damn, bro, that shit was hot. And I'm like, yes, nigga, I told you it was hot. (laughs) And be like, damn, bro, why you always got to say I told you so? What the fuck? Why the fuck you always got to do some shit you know you're not supposed to do? Damn. Well, not only do you seem right all the time, but I feel like the situation with whoever's management team also shows that you just simply know your worth. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Real quick, real quick. I'm not going to be played with and toyed with. I'm not stupid. I'm not these other niggas. I, I can't play myself. If I wanted to play myself, I literally can't unless I get impatient. Like, I was in all the advanced classes growing up. I was in the AP this, the AP that, the accelerated learning this, the accelerated learning that. I got bored with school. I'd be working on my reps in class. Teacher tell me some shit, and I say some smart-ass answer back, have the whole class silent, keep writing type shit. You know what I mean? There's, I, I, it's not to say that I'm just better, but I'm not stupid. I'm very, very fucking smart. And sometimes I wish I wasn't so I could be negligent and not pay attention to lyrics and not have to worry about substance and just fucking make trap music and get famous. But I can't do that shit. That's not how I operate. That's just not how it should work. So that's why you tweeted that's difficult being intelligent because you always wake up upset. You wake up and you're like, damn, these niggas doing the same shit I learned not to do when I was X, Y, Z years old. Bro, I was I was at school. I was about. I want to say I was like eight years old. I was on the playground and I'm sitting here playing Foursquare. In the middle of playing Foursquare, I'm just like, damn. Wait a second. They don't have Foursquare in middle school. I hit that shit again. Damn. They got Foursquare in high school? Damn. I know they ain't got that shit in college. Damn. This is going to be the last time I play Foursquare? I got two more years of playing Foursquare? Boom. Damn. Serve that nigga. And I'm like, I got to go to school. For about 15 to 18 more years? What? I'm eight years old. I'm already factoring in college. I know for a fact my mom was going to make me go to college. She always told me I was going to college since I was little. I didn't have a choice. So here I am, eight years old, learning my fucking times tables, mad as fuck at the world. I felt like I was in prison because you kind of are. But that's another that's another topic to discuss how the school system is more of an indoctrination system. And they're not really there to teach you as much as they are create you a fucking to, to make you a uh, fucking tool, a symbiote to fucking work at somebody's corporation one day. They don't even give blacks a real education. Half the time they look at a black child and they're like, oh, well, this person's just going to fail. So fuck it. I'm just not going to pay attention to him. Like. It's if you have a student who comes into your classroom high as fuck at 13 years old, maybe you should talk to him because why the fuck is a 13 year old high as fuck? Where the fuck do they get the weed from? Maybe they're not going through some their their situation at home is a little bit too much to handle. Maybe they need help, but people don't help. I don't want to hit I don't want to talk about how, how the underground don't help. I know the underground don't help. 
every artist is just like me or worse and 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 that they believe that they should make it you know there are people who have been doing it longer than me they feel that they are more worthy they feel i should pay respects to them i say i'm going to work my ass off and i'm not going to have to pay respects to anybody and everybody will have to pay me because off the sheer effort i put into my work nobody will ever be able to say oh heel didn't work hard for this no fuck no Nobody could ever say that shit to me. I will never let a nigga outwork me. Never. Never. Let me tell you, man, from just wanting to go out, go to college, get a radiology degree, to being a hit maker from both a production and bars rapping standpoint, you clearly, clearly, clearly are going to make it. Like, I fully believe in you. Anything you want to do, you can do. Man, like... I, I know I know it's gonna show in the long run. I I I'm I'm kind of worried though because I I don't know if anyone I know it's gonna sound stupid, but I've kind of been just like looking for someone with more drive than me, if that makes sense. Like I'm very much a you know go. I this is gonna sound crazy, but I can go with somebody else's flow. And I end up doing that more often than not because I want to cooperate with others. Okay. If I come into a room, if I go to somebody's studio, for example, and they're not really working on shit, you know, I'll be like, Hey, let's, uh, let's go, let's go, let's throw some tracks down guys. Like, let me get started on these beats, you know? And everybody starts getting on Twitter and Instagram and all that shit. Then I'm like, damn, okay. These niggas not really trying to work. Okay. I get it. You know? But and, and there have been some instances where I've walked into a room and everybody was working and we just got straight to work and we just did what we were supposed to do. But I, I would like to find somebody I could work with long term. You know, I, I want somebody who's who who does the same things that I do. I want somebody who works as hard as I do. I want somebody who pushes me to work harder. I know it's not quote healthy or whatever, but I, I don't give a fuck about all that. I know I could just do some push ups and drink water. You know what I mean? Well, obviously, you and I are going to work together long term just because not only do I fuck with you as a person in the music industry, but more importantly, as a person, man. I feel like uh, this is going to be one of them scenarios like, uh, what's his name? Michael Jordan only got that one dude who interviewed him. It's going to be something like that. I hope it's like that for real, man. At the end of the day, you know, I, I've, I've noticed that when I make music for people, it just blows up. So I was like, okay, look, I'm going to just make music for my fucking self. And with that being said, I know that I'm going to go somewhere just based off the fact that I've done this multiple times. You know, I've given beats to fucking Craig, Yak, Stacy. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just like, okay, whatever. Obviously, if I make a beat, this shit's hard and it just does numbers. So how about I just start doing this shit for myself, you know? And I feel like people just don't respect me because I started producing first. Little do they know, I've been rapping since I was young. This shit did not develop overnight. I have been doing this. I rap over lo-fi shit. That's where I really started. I only recently started incorporating my own sound with my own beats. You know what I'm saying? My own voice or my own instrumentation. I didn't like doing that at first. It was hard for me. It was. It felt like I was masturbating. You know what I mean? You'd be over here like, Ah, like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of made the beat. I'm done with it. But now it's gotten to a point where it's like, oh, shit, I made the beat. Oh, I know exactly how I want this flow to go. 
oh, matter of fact, how about I just make the fucking verse for it? And then I make the verse. I'm like, damn, that took 30 minutes. I could do this shit all day. But in my scenario, I can't do that all day. You know what I'm saying? I got the house to myself all like that. When I come home from school, mom and dad at work, I got to record that shit real, real quick before everybody pop up in this motherfucker. You know what I mean? And then house full, you're going to be hearing fucking uh, Teletubbies in the background and Uncharted <laughs> 4 and mom soap operas. And I don't think that's going to go well with the verse. I don't think it would either, but I fuck with soap operas, so I get it. Uh, she was watching something. It was about uh, some police officers, and it was based off of a, a true story. So it was all these like weird police calls. Like the other day, there were these people in a giant bouncy house, and the shit fucking bounced away with the people inside. I was like tripping, bro, because I didn't think a bouncy house could get blown away with people inside. You know. Dude, that's fucking crazy, man. But heel, dude. First of all, let me tell you, this was by far my. F- you have to remember, I've done probably 110 interviews in the last. Oh year shit! And a half. This was like top three for sure. <laughs> I could converse with you, like not even, not even just on like from a music standpoint or a faith standpoint, but literally like on everything. And that's what I admire about you. I mean, I think people are just afraid to be themselves, like I said before. Like, it's not really hard. Oh, the other day, I was having a conversation with my friend. Okay, mind you, this isn't the other day. This is kind of last year. But I was having a conversation with my auntie and my other friend. And we were talking about how people didn't know how to talk to people anymore. And, of course, you know, we went to blame cell phones. But I didn't I didn't know talking was a hard thing for people. I I, I just thought everybody was quiet and I was just too loud. No, no, no. <laughs> People just don't know how to talk. Dude, exactly. And, like, I still experience that from time to time doing this. But, like, you clearly know how to talk. And, like, that's such a nice skill to have just in, like, whatever you I do. didn't know it was a skill. I didn't find – I bro, I swear to God, I thought this shit was natural. I thought everybody just grew up and learned how to talk. You know, like – I, I've dealt with really difficult people, and of course, it just led to fistfights and altercations. But in scenarios where, like, people are afraid to pe- talk to people on the street, and while I have had some pretty fucking bad encounters, I'm not afraid to talk to somebody. I'll be like, hey, yo, your pocket, you dropped it. And they'd be like, what? And I'll be like, gotcha, and I'll cross the street. But, you know, <laughs> it's like, like, what? what is everybody so afraid of? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't fight. And if you can't fight, you ain't got a gun, you ain't got a knife. I mean, everybody should, has the right to feel secure when they're walking around. So if, you, if you're worried about, you know, a lot of women worry about getting raped, bitch, get a taser. And you straight. What you worry about? You whip that shit out, bam, that nigga is on the ground sizzling. You're good. You're safe, ma. Don't trip. Dude, well, you're tasing the rap game. Bye. <laughs> from each from each release, man. Just remember that each release is is a taste to the world. Got him, dude. Yes, sir. Well, heel, dude. Thank you so much for coming on here. I was hella hyped for this, and like I can't even begin to explain how fun this was. Bro, thank you, bro. I didn't I didn't know anybody fuck with me this this much. You know, to have an actual interview that means a lot to me. Dude, of course. Guys, follow Heel on Twitter. Learn about all the knowledge he puts out to the world at ProdHeel. Be sure to <laughs> check out both his production credits and his own amazing God-given rap flows on his SoundCloud. 
Follow Nick and I on SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Back to Back Hip Hop. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out.